I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Hey, this is Michael Grazade. You're listening to Buzzworthy Radio. And if you're not, you should be. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to a new edition of Buzzworthy Radio on blogtalkradio.com. It is finally Friday this week, ladies and gentlemen. Friday, October 16, 2009. It's 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific Coast time. We're going to be joined by, in about 20 minutes, Michael Showalter, very, very comedic genius, and he's making a guest appearance on tonight's episode of Law & Order which is on every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC, syndicated on TNT as well. So definitely check that out. We're going to be talking to him in about 20 minutes about his guest appearance and about Stella, as well as the new comedy that they're currently producing called Michael and Michael Have Issues, which also co-stars Michael Ian Black. So we're going to be talking to him about that in about 20 minutes time. But I want to start off with the with the news with the news of the morning. Uh first of all, I know a lot of you probably were in tune with all Balloon Boy incident. Well, as it turns out, he was never even in the balloon to begin with. Here it is from the Associated Press. The morning after Balloon Boy gets sick twice on TV from Port Collins, Colorado, the father of a 60-year-old boy who was thought to be in a helium balloon that floated away said Friday accusations that the ordeal was a publicity stunt are extremely pathetic. The, the, the sheriff said he will be asking more questions. Richard Heen and his family made the rounds on all three television networks on Friday, and the boy at the center of the saga got sick twice when he said, when he and his father were asked during separate interviews what he meant when he said that we did this for a show. Falcon Heen vanished around the time his family's homemade helium balloon floated away from their home on Thursday, setting off a national uproar as authorities scour the plains of northern Colorado for the youngster. Turns out he was hiding in the rafters of the family's garage. During a live interview on CNN Thursday night, Falcon said he had heard his family calling his name but didn't come out of any attic hiding place because his father had said that we did this for a show. The boys' parents, Richard and Mayumi Heen, are storm chasers who appear twice on the agency reality show, Wife Swap. Sheriff Jim Alderden said Friday his investigators believed there was no hope, but investigators will seek a new interview with the family after the CNN broadcast to clarify the statement. Alderden told KUSA-TV in Denver on Friday that he didn't know what to make of Falcon's comments, but pointed out they came after hours of dealing with media questions. Alderton said investigators trained to look at body language and verbal communication for signs of deception were at the Heen home during the whole ordeal and believed they were telling the truth. Despite that, he said investigators would re-interview the family because of the comment. 
During an ABC interview on Friday, Falcon was asked why he said he was hiding for a show, at which point he said, Mom, I feel like I'm going to vomit. He then left the room with his mother and could be heard gagging. Through a live interview on NBC's Today that aired simultaneously, Falcon threw up into a container when his father was asking the same question. At the beginning of the ABC interview, Falcon was asked how he was doing. I feel good so far, he answered. Richard Heen lambasted speculation that the ordeal was a hoax. I went through such a roller coaster of emotions yesterday that people said, I think it's extremely pathetic, he told ABC. I'm not selling anything. This is what we do all the time. It was five hours from the time the oldest of three sons reported that Falcon the youngest had climbed into a saucer-shaped balloon that had drifted off, setting off a search that included military helicopters and a plan to... Excuse me and a plan to either lower a person to the craft or place weights on the balloon to bring it down. Officials rerouted planes around the balloon's flight path and briefly shut down Denver International Airport. He said the family was tinkering with the balloon Thursday and that he scolded Falcon for getting inside a compartment on the craft. It was designed to hover about 50 to 100 feet from the ground, but it broke loose from its tether. The family videotaped the episode. In a segment shown on national TV, the father kicked the ground when the balloon took off. One of Falcon's two brothers said he had seen him in the compartment before it took off, and that's why they thought he was in there when it launched. The, but the boy had gone to the garage rafters at some point and was never in the balloon during its two-hour, 50-mile journey through two counties. I was in the attic, and he scared me because he yelled at me, Falcon said, referring to his father. That's why I went in the attic. The Heens aren't the types to shy from attention, with boys featured in a rap music video on YouTube and the whole family appearing on the ABC show Wife Swap. The show promoted the Heen family as storm chasers who also devote their time to scientific experiments and looking for extraterrestrials and building a research gathering flying saucers sent into the eye of the storm. During a live interview with CNN, Valkin said he had heard his family calling his name. You did? His mother asked. Why didn't you come out? Richard Heen said, Falcon answered, you said that we did this for a show. Heen told NBC his son was confused by the question, being only six years old, and had showed television reporters his hiding spot, confusing that with a show. This version corrects, corrects, sheriff's name to Alderman instead, Alderman, ADD as sheriff's comments. And I'll tell you what, um... (laughs) You know, I really don't know what to think of that situation. I have to admit, I was one of those that kind of felt that it was all a hoax and it was for show. But, again, I I really don't know. Again, this is a 60-year-old boy that we are talking about. So maybe he could have... Maybe he could have not have understood exactly what the question was. And uh, maybe it wasn't all for show, but you know what? People people out there right now are attention whores. I, I'm, you know, if you're going to include me in the fact that you think I'm pathetic before the fact that probably thinks it's a hoax, well, I'm pathetic. Then. That's all I can say about it. I honestly, you know, a lot of people were watching that yesterday and was like wondering, where was the little boy? Where was the little boy? And then you're hearing that he was in the house the whole entire time. Come on. That... If that doesn't spark, like, some suspicion that it probably was a hoax, I don't know what does, but I don't know. Like I said, this is definitely something that I cannot uh, get past, so I don't know. Maybe we'll find out sooner or later that if it was, if it was a, if it was a hoax, then it was a hoax. If it wasn't, it wasn't, but at this point, there are a lot of things that are going to remain unanswered.
So we'll see. We'll see what happens exactly when other uh, other interviews come out. Let's since I understand they're going to be probably going to other outlets and probably trying to make sense of the whole entire comment that was said on CNN. So we'll see. We'll see. But that was like the most exciting thing that we had yesterday, wasn't it? So anyway, also there's news out there that uh, there's an interracial couple denied a marriage license in Louisiana. How about that? New Orleans, a white Louisiana justice of the peace said he refused to issue a marriage license to an interracial couple out of concern for any children the couple might have. Really? Really? Keith Bardwell, justice of the peace in Tangipahoa Parish, says it is his experience that most interracial marriages do not last long. All right, I'm going to stop right there. First of all, my brother is in an interracial marriage, and uh, you know, a coworker of mine who I'm very, uh, who I really, who I, I adore. Um, don't get me wrong, I do. They're, they're, they both have interracial marriages, and you know what? It, they're working out great. So honestly, honestly, I think it's going to be just fine. I think it's just fine. I have, and they have kids. They had kids from the interracial marriages, so honestly, I have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Man, it doesn't last long. I don't. I don't believe that for. I don't believe that for a minute, only because of the experience. But whatever. I'm not a racist. I just don't believe in mixing the races that way. Bardwell told the Associated Press on Thursday. I piled and piled of black friends. They come to my home. I marry them. They use my bathroom. I treat them like everyone else. All right, here's what I don't like about that quote. If you're going to go and be above and beyond to defend yourself that you're not a racist and that you have tons and tons of black friends, uh, doesn't that make you sound like a racist? That's just been my experience. If you're going to use your experience about how interracial marriages do not last long, I'm going to use my experience that when people actually says that kind of stuff, those are the ones that you have to look out for. And they probably really are racist. You just don't know it. But again, that's just uh, that's just from my experience. That's it. That's it. If you have to go above and beyond to defend yourself, then yeah, I think there's a little bit something behind the behind the scenes there. But We'll see. Bardwell said he asked everyone who calls about marriage if they are a mixed-race couple. If they are, he does not marry them, he said. What? Bardwell said he had discussed the topic with blacks and whites, along with witnessing some interracial marriages. He came to the conclusion that most of black society does not readily accept offspring of such relationships, and neither does white society, he said. All right, that's... That's a little stereotypical, don't you think? Just a little bit. There is a problem with both groups accepting a child from such a marriage, Barwell said. I think those children suffer, and I won't help put them through that. If he did an interracial marriage for one couple, he must do the same for all, he said. I try to treat everyone equally, he said. He's not treating everyone equally, though. So what if the if these people have problems about that is they have a kid from an interracial marriage, from a mixed marriage. So what? It's 2009. Get with the times, people. Get with the times. 
I'm sorry. I I have to also put this out there. You, you know, there's many people out there that do not like gay marriages or gay relationships between two men or two women. Get with the times. It is happening all over the place. It is happening all over the place. I accept any and everybody, no matter who you are, what race you are, what sexual orientation you are, it is 2009. You have to get with the times. This is what's happening in the world today. People may not like it, but you know what? You don't have to like it. But you need to get with the times. This is going to keep on happening for years to come now. It has been happening for many years. It is going to continue to happen in the future. So you might as well just suck it up and go ahead and get with the times now. That's it. That's the, that's the bottom line. Bottom line. Bardwell estimates that he has refused to marry about four couples during his career all in the past two and a half years. Beth Humphreys, 30 years old, and 32-year-old Terrence McKay, both of Hammond, say they will consult the U.S. Justice Department on filing a discrimination complaint. Humphrey, an account manager for a marketing firm, said... Get with the times, everybody. Humphrey, Humphrey says she called Bardwell on October 6th to inquire about getting a marriage license signed. She says Bardwell's wife told her that Bardwell will not sign marriage licenses for interracial couples. Bardwell suggested the couple goes to another justice of the peace in the parish who agreed to marry them. We are looking forward to having children, Humphrey said, and all of her friends and co-workers have been very supportive, except for this, we're typical halfly married newlyweds. It is really astonishing and disappointing to see this come up in 2009, said American Civil Liberties Union of Louisiana Attorney Katie Schwartzman. She said the Supreme Court ruled in 1967 that the government cannot tell people who they can and cannot marry. <laughs> well, obviously, uh, the Supreme Court uh, did not realize exactly what this Justice with the Peace is doing. How are they? The ACLU sent a letter to the Louisiana Judiciary Committee, which oversees the state justices of the peace, asking them to investigate Bardwell and recommending the most severe sanctions available because such blatant bigotry poses a substantial threat of serious harm to the administration of justice. He knew he was breaking the law, but continued to do it. <coughs> Excuse me. According to the clerk of court's office, application for a marriage license must be made three days before the ceremony because there is a 72-hour waiting period. The applicants are asked that they have previously been married. If so, they must show how the marriage ended, such as divorce. Other than that, all they need is a birth certificate and Social Security card. The license fee is $35. The license must be signed by the Louisiana Minister, Justice of the Peace, or Judge. The originals return to the clerk's office. I've been a Justice of the Peace for 34 years, and I don't think I've mistreated anybody, Bartle said. I've made some mistakes, but you have too. I didn't tell this couple they couldn't get married. I just told them I wouldn't do it. Why is it that a lot of people like to play God with other people's relationships? I mean, really, explain that to me. Why does one person get to decide who you can and cannot marry? It's not your call. They're coming to you. They want to get married. They're paying you money 
so that they can get married and get a license to be married? Why don't you honor and respect their wishes instead of just telling them, no, go somewhere else? Now, I work in Walgreens, okay? Isn't that bad? And I was, like, told that sending them somewhere else, isn't that bad for business? Maybe I'm just misunderstanding it. Maybe that's just me. But honestly, I thought that was bad for business. But I don't know. Honestly, I just shake my head. It seems that everybody likes to play God with a bunch of, of practically everybody, yet they don't have that authority. But yet, they want to take advantage of that because they don't agree with it. And you're in a position of power, you decide to make them suffer because of it. That's not fair. None of that is fair. So, why is it that it's okay for you to say no to them and not do the marriage, even though this is something that they want to do? They want to celebrate their lives, okay? They want to celebrate their lives together. Let them have that. Let them all have that. I don't know. It just it's just stuff like that that just that just irritates me because it just seems like, you know, I guess maybe they were they're living in the past times, I guess. To get with the newer times. That's just it. Just get with the newer times. Now, if you all remember we had Chris uh, Harrison on the show a few months ago. He did tweet that we have a new bachelor for the new season. Definitely wanted to put a shout-out for that. The new bachelor is Jake Pavelka, and he says he's looking for a compassionate, passionate romantic woman. So a compassionate, passionate romantic woman. Isn't that a little redundant? He was revealed on last night's Dancing with the Stars, says he won't be looking for just beauty when he searches for a soulmate on ABC's The Bachelor on the Wings of Love. Pilot from Dallas wants a woman of substance and character, too. Can you believe it? I can't believe it, Jake told Latoya Jackson on Tuesday as she was working on Access Hollywood's guest correspondence for Dancing with the Stars. I'm ecstatic. Just couldn't be better. Over blessed. So, we'll see what happens there. Do you honestly think, though, that people are looking for straight-out commitments when they do The Bachelor? Because it's just, what was it, what, one couple that survived The Bachelor Bachelorette? And everybody seems to have broken up together with somebody else. I don't think anybody really stays together on that show. Except for that one couple. And that's it. Go figure, right? Well, we'll see. Uh, I'll have more information on when The Bachelor is supposed to premiere very, very shortly. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Make sure that you also listen to our show from yesterday. With Allison Bree. What? How fun was that, ladies and gentlemen? I have to tell you. Allison Bree is amazing. Make sure you watch her on Mad Men on AMC and on NBC's Community every Thursday night. What a great actress. What a funny lady she really is. Oh, man. And having the, having the pleasure to work with Chevy Chase and Joel, McHale, Joel McHale, absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Well, 
In about a minute, we're going to be joined by our guest. He is a member of the comedy troupe The Slate. He co-created, wrote, edited, and produced an award-winning and critically acclaimed MTV series. 2001, he co-wrote and produced the feature film Wet Hot American Summer, a comedy about the last day of summer camp in 1981, starring Janine Garofalo, David High Pierce, Molly Shannon, Paul Rudd, Amy Poehler, Bradley Cooper, Michael Ian Black, and many others. He's also the creator and performer with Michael Ian Black and David Wayne of Stella, a comedy trio which has spawned a six-year running nightclub show in Manhattan, a series of short films and a series on Comedy Central. And he is currently producing, co-writing, and co-starring in Michael and Michael Has Issues, a new show for Comedy Central with Michael Ian Black. I am looking forward to talking to him about And also, he's making a guest appearance on tonight's episode, Law and Order, called Reality Bites. When a mother of 10 adopted special needs children is found dead, the detectives uncover an affair and a reality TV show offer, is what it's called. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. I'm more interested in regards to the title, really. Simply because of uh, Reality Bites with with Tristan Rogers is uh, doing a uh, web series called Reality Bites. So I'm actually... uh, I was actually intrigued by the episode title, so we'll definitely see what this episode is. It's like I have to switch nights for my Law & Order viewing now because Law & Order SVU is now on Wednesdays instead of Tuesdays, and regular Law & Order is now on Fridays instead of Wednesdays. Very weird. Very, very weird. But uh, I'm getting used to it, and, you know, it's it's, it's funny. It's just funny, but, uh, you know. Also, uh, I also wanted to bring uh, attention to Degrassi, The Next Generation. If you like that show, make sure you guys check that show out, too. Wonderful, wonderful show. But we are joined by Mr. Michael Showalter. How are you, man? Oh. How are you? Hello. Hello. What's up? Who am I talking to? My name's Navelle. Hi. How are you? From Buzzworthy Radio and Ball Talk. I'm good, man. Where? I'm very, very good. Where are you? I'm I'm on I'm from Buzzworthy Radio. I'm in Jersey. You know, I'm living okay. the life of Riley. You know. Okay. Yeah. And I'm from I hear you're yeah, I heard you're from Jersey. You're a yes. native of Princeton, right? I am indeed. Nice. So can right. I can I can I can I ask how did you like Jersey before you moved away? Is it is it normally is it is it like how people say it is that it's that this state is crabby or that it's a what? I said is it is it like how uh, how people say that Jersey is crabby or Jersey is like amazingly awesome? Well, Princeton Princeton's a very nice town. I don't know if you've ever been there. No, I haven't been to Princeton. Princeton's a beautiful little college town. Okay. So I, I, I had a very I had a very sheltered, pleasant upbringing. I have to check out Princeton because the area I'm, yeah, at, I'm at now is very. <laughs> it's definitely. Uh, uh, I'm in the south part of Jersey. What? You know, part? I'm in uh, Pingrove is where I'm at. Pingrove. And, 
Yeah, Pensgrove. Yeah. Never been there. No. That's I, I, and most people in my area would say that's probably a good thing. What are you near Philly or something? I'm near Philly. I'm like uh, like 25 minutes away from Philly. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. That's that's the part where I'm at. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> it's bad. So you're gonna be uh, you're gonna make a guest appearance on Law and Order tonight, right? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you playing Very exciting. in that I play Artie Kramer, the uh, producer of a reality show uh, based on John and Kate plus eight, a fictionalized version of it. And my character is morally ambiguous and pivotal to the episode. But I can't say more than that. John and Kate. I will only say that, that, the, that, that tonight's episode of Law and Order has law and order in it. <laughs> Both. Very, there, I, I, I hope so. <laughs> there are cops and there are lawyers. Nice. And criminals. And criminals. And, and criminals. a crime. And a crime. We can't say if you're the criminal, though, yet, right? No. Can't no. say. All right. I tried. I tried. So, so, so tell me about this Michael and Michael Have Issues uh, show that you're producing and co-writing and co-starring in with Michael Ian Black. Well, it, it's uh, it's on Comedy Central Wednesdays at 9.30 p.m., right after South Park. And uh, we uh, it's, a, it's a TV show about Michael Black and I, as ourselves, making a TV show called Michael and Michael Have Issues. It's very meta. Oh, so it's just basically very, about this. Very meta show. <laughs> just about you two guys, just. Being yourselves, I guess. Yes, basically, we we play ourselves. We play. We it's our. We have uh, a lovely little cast of of characters on the show who are our office staff, and we are basically making the television show that we are making. It's very confusing, but um, Mike and I uh, kind of. It's sort of an odd couple reboot. We are, Mike and I are very different, but we work together and we've been working together for a long time and the show kind of explores that relationship. Oh, okay. In a, but in a really funny way. Oh, very, very cool. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it myself since uh, I was very confused by it and I, I like that. So make sure you guys check that out too. Definitely. <laughs> You said you worked with Michael Ian Black for like a long time. You worked with him when you uh, with uh, also with uh, David Wayne of Stella, right? Yeah. Well, we I actually met Michael when I was a freshman in college, uh, way back in the late '80s, and uh, we uh, then went on to do a television show together called The State, and David Wayne was involved in that as well, as well as the entire cast of Reno 911. And uh, after the state, uh, we all sort of separated off and did our own things. And Mike and I kept working together. And then Mike, David, and I did Stella on Comedy Central. And uh, now Mike and I are doing our own TV show again. Very cool. I like that. You know, and I, I did I, I, I did look up on Wet Hot American Summer, by the way. Right. You did that. You did that too. Yes, I, I, I wrote. Yeah, I wrote and and produced as well as starred in Wet Hot American Summer, which is a summer camp comedy 
Uh, Michael Black was in that as well, as well as a coterie of current famous people. Bradley Cooper, Amy Poehler, David Hyde Pierce, the list goes on. How did you come up with with uh, for that for that movie? Was that something that you've always thought about wanting to do? In, yeah, I went to summer camp. Summer I, David Wayne and I both went to summer camp and had a lot of stories and funny jokes we wanted to do about it. And so we had a couple of uh, we were unemployed at the time, and so we said let's write a screenplay about it. And then three years later, we were making a movie. There you go. That's how it works out, right? Definitely. Now I'm talking to you. Hey, even better, right? And now I'm talking to you. That's right. 20 minutes outside of Philadelphia. (laughs) Where where else? I'm 20 minutes outside of Philadelphia right now. Really? No, I'm in Minneapolis. Oh, crap. (laughs) You realize I was about to get in my car and go, like, into Philadelphia if that was the truth. (laughs) You were, hey, if you drove really fast, you could probably get to Minneapolis by lunch. That's true. And probably get pulled over and have, what, maybe about five tickets for going over the speed limit. Ah, who cares? You're you're a DJ. You can afford it. Gee, thanks. Yeah. I already had my first ticket. Yeah, I, I, I guess I can. That's okay. That's all right. Minneapolis, huh? Yep. The Twin Cities. I have to think about that. So they'll stop me on the road. I'll just tell them I'm a DJ, and they'll just let me go. It's happened before, yep. right? Right? All the time. Absolutely. You know, I don't know. Maybe I don't know either. I don't maybe know what my driving to... record is. I have no idea what your driving record is. You could be. I, I don't know. I don't know. You could have a. Uh, you could have a rap sheet ten miles long, for all I know. <laughs> that's what that's what Law and Order is about. Rap sheets. Yeah, that's. Uh, hey, I definitely could fit that show, man. My rap sheet is pretty good. And it's on tonight at eight o'clock on NBC. That's right. And you're going to be in it. I'm going to be in it. Jim Gaffigan, the wonderful comedian Jim Gaffigan, is going to be in it as well as the wonderful and talented cast of Law and Order. Absolutely. And if you're not going to watch it, I suggest you check it out on Hulu.com when it becomes available or on NBC.com when it becomes available. So you don't have to watch it on your TV. You can watch it on your computer. Just a suggestion I decided to throw out there. You have options. There's no reason why you can't see it. True. Not. 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 Thanks so much, sir. Oh, and uh, follow you. this guy on Twitter. He's on Twitter at M. Showalter. Follow and him watch on Michael and Michael have issues on Comedy Central at 9.30 on Wednesday. Absolutely. Check that out, too. You can find him everywhere online. So you can find him on that, Michael and Michael have issues, Twitter, Facebook. He has his own website. Excuse me. Sorry, this is Michelle, and we need to move on to the next station. All right. Thanks. Thanks. All right. We are going to be back. When are we going to be back? Monday? Monday. We're going to be back on Monday at, uh, God, i got to check my call sheets. We're going to be back on what time? We're going to be back on, 
hopefully I'll still be able to do this because I know my schedule has changed a little bit. So I may have to, I'm going to have to make sure I can double check that this will still be happening on Monday. But we are going to be back on at 9.30 on Monday, hopefully. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully schedule has changed a little bit. So hopefully we're going to uh, be back on at Monday morning at 9.30 a.m. with Jason Sheedy. He's the Late Night with Jimmy Fallon intern winner. We're going to be talking to him about his next assignment, as well as his submission for garnering him that winner position on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon as his new found intern. So make sure you guys check us out for that. So I'll definitely keep you posted that this, if this show is still going to happen. So make sure you guys find that out. Um, stay posted at uh, buzzworthyradio.net. Follow us on Twitter at buzzworthyradio and join our fan page on Facebook. I'm not mentioning MySpace because MySpace is pretty much gone straight to heck in a handbasket. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Hell in a handbasket. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How come I did not say that? Uh, but anyway... That's it for us for now. Make sure you guys check us out on Monday, hopefully. We'll be back then. And from all of us here at Buzzworthy Radio, make sure you guys get the latest buzz with Buzzworthy Radio. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows, and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy.